0: Yeah.
1: Let's go. My name is Shake Mozart, and I'm here to explore important media topics with kids' ministry pros. Whether you got a mega budget or just minimum dough, welcome to the Kids Church Visual Show. Hello, and welcome to the Kids Church Visual Show with Shake Mozart. I'm Shake Mozart. This is a show that wants to help you visually communicate the gospel to your kids. On this episode of the Kids Church Visual Show with Sheik Mozart, we're going to talk about implementing video to teach or reinforce your Kids Church lesson, theme, or Bible story, and how to create an environment that maximizes engagement without forfeiting in-person teaching. But first, we're going to go live to ask you, what's the best teaching video you've ever used? Here we go. What is the best teaching video that you've ever used? Well, one that just popped out to my mind was, um, so I'm on staff with Awana. We had in our first year of doing Bright, we had this video that was all about how God works in suffering. And we used this artist and he painted one picture, but without you knowing it, there was a picture hidden behind the picture and he was able to peel it and it made a totally different picture. And it was just the way they used the visual and the way they told the story and how it connected to the lesson, it was pretty powerful how they did it. And so I guess that would, that, since that's the first one that came to mind, I guess I'd say that one. Oh, you're gonna put me on the spot. Um, I cannot think of,
2: I can't think of the, the person off at of the top of my head cause it's safe, but there in English is a whole video series of um, Bible verses that are done in song. And so the entire series is, like,
1: amazing. Um, I'll send it to you via link here in a minute. Yeah. But, um, yeah I have what, what? Would it be Jumpstart 3? I think so. It, that okay. sounds right. Um, yeah. And so incredible, the library and the resources
2: that they have. And so you don't have to reinvent the wheel. And they're super catchy. I think one of the most effective ones was in a response time one that had had, like, questions that was asked them for them to answer kind of internally and had music and so it was something that really drew them into the response of what they were thinking about what i wanted them to engage with with and how i wanted to think about the the lesson the big idea i mean orange does it so well um they just have such high level people on their team and the resources they just use some they do great teaching videos. You know, their stuff is research based on what kids um, need for their brain stimulation and things like that. They do the cold opens, which is so popular in today's culture, um, and they they do it so well.
1: Sure, I um, two answers. One, we are big fans of what Saddleback did with their Heyo curriculum and their animated Jesus um, retelling the stories of the Bible in those like five to seven minute chunks Um, kids of all ages have really gotten into those so we kind of curate those to incorporate with our lessons we love those Um, the other one that i really love that we made was for a curriculum called build your faith and i have two daughters and they kind of set up a lego lab in our basement and we made i think seven eight nine different short videos teaching Biblical principles through Legos, and they put on the lab jackets and the glasses, and we get it all whited out. So those were really fun. I dug those too.
0: Well, I mean, if I'm gonna, if I'm, if if, if I'm gonna stroll the party line, right? I'm gonna say, man, Dash and Austin on the BEP, man, they're killing it. Um, I I enjoy um, I enjoy videos that that use sound effects. That's a big thing for me is sound effects. Um, because I think it intrigues a kid's mind. It keeps them, um, it keeps them engaged. The best one I've used. Wow. That's a really difficult question. Um, a couple of years ago for, uh, actually during, um, during the pandemic, we had, we were putting true fire, um, lessons digitally and we had a special Easter session. And in that Easter session, there was this longer type of video and it was a lot of visuals and a lot of sound effects. Um, it was a longer video, but it kind of, or it, it took a kid into like the art kind of realm of video making. And it really, I just didn't, I, I felt it went over well in regards to keeping them engaged in a video that was a little longer and that wasn't necessarily built for entertainment but was built for learning.
1: Yeah. Um, I really feel like probably the best ones, um, that I guess we've used in the past were actually like the old, um, they're actually like the Carl videos from Grow, um, and it was actually like when the very when they very first came out, um, and I just felt like the kids really engaged with them. But they also knew, you know, they knew the story, they knew the big idea, um, and they were also learning the memory verse all at the same time. Um, and I just thought that that was really cool to see in that you know seven minutes that they were able to get all of that in there. Teaching and story videos is a genre made up of many different genres. Teaching and story videos could be a short animated bible story, it can be a multimedia testimony, it can be an engaging explainer or even a full 20 to 30 minute video lesson or almost anything else. With our attention spans being so short, and our learning styles being so varied, it's recommended that you provide several different teaching methods for every kids' church service in order to communicate with as wide an audience as possible. As a former kids and youth pastor, I've always believed that the teaching segment of any kids' church service should feature live, in-person teaching as often as possible. During a standard 1 hour to 1 hour and 15 minute service, my teaching segments normally began with a 3 to 5 minute teaching video featuring the day's Bible story, followed by 10 to 15 minutes of live teaching and object lessons. Then, whenever possible, I would use a short video at the end to really drive my point home. Hello and welcome back to the Kids Church Visual Show with Sheikh Mozart. I'm Sheik Mozart, and today we have none other than Anne-Marie Gosnell, who is the founder of FutureFlyingSaucers.com. She she runs the Bible Creative Online Conference. She's an author. She's a multi-hyphenate. Anne-Marie, how's it going?
2: Great. <laughs> it's yeah. good to be here. <laughs>
1: good. Welcome. Welcome. Thanks for, thanks for joining us to talk about teaching and storytelling using visuals. Yeah,
2: it's one of my favorite things.
1: <laughs> yeah, and you, you've like, you've done it across so many different platforms and types of media and books and, and everything. Can you tell us a little bit about your experience in children's ministry, your, your journey into kids' ministry?
2: Sure. I have a uh, very different background than a lot of people who are, you know, names in children's ministry. Um, I actually come out of the Christian education world. Sure. Uh, I was a teacher at a Christian school. And I started noticing that a lot of my students um, had a lot more Bible knowledge and understanding than the kids I was teaching at church. And Mm. I thought that is a disconnect because in my mind, the church should be the place where kids learn the Bible. It just seems like that would be the logical thing that would happen. But that was not what I was seeing and so through the course of the years, the Lord allowed me to have an opportunity to um, I don't know if you're familiar with Awana, but mm-hmm. I uh, became their Awana Bible leader uh, the way we had had it set up at our church. And so I got the kids for a good 20, 25 minutes every uh, Wednesday. And so I used that time to really start beginning um, this deep dive into the Bible with my, my kids. And, and it just turned into future flying saucers. And then, uh, underneath that, uh, five years ago, I can't believe it's been five years now, a Bible creative online conference came out of that as well. And, um, just the Lord just showed me that using visuals, um, not just, um, like object lessons are my thing. It's my, it's my, it's, it's what I do but just using a, a multiple a variety of visuals to teach kids because um, i mean i was an educator so understanding the development of children and how they learn it's just so important to keep that in mind when we're trying to teach scripture to children because they need a lot of repetition they need different ways of learning they need the games they need the visuals they need the being still um, they they need all of it, and so um, through that experience, then the Lord has allowed me to you know get on podcasts like this and help uh, others see uh, how, that they really can teach the Bible in creative, uh, multimedia ways and be successful with it.
1: Yeah, that, that's excellent. And and as you've as, as you've kind of developed your skills and 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 your ministry has grown, what what has, the, what has the response been from the, the kids ministry community at large? Have you seen a, a shift in, in the understanding of that?
2: It's been really slow, if I'm going to be honest. Mm-hmm. It's very yeah. slow. And um, that's actually one reason why I wanted to develop um, the Bible Creative Conference. Because, And like I said, I, I come out of the Christian education world, but I'm also a homeschool mom. So I teach my kids and then I'm also in the children's ministry world. And so I was going to, you know, education conferences. I was going to parenting conferences and then I was going to children's ministry conferences and everything was so siloed, I guess is the term that everything was so separate. And I just started thinking, I'm like, well, everybody needs all of the training you know, it's very important for children's ministers to understand learning development in children and brain development and stuff because you nobody wants to waste their time. Like all of us have a finite amount of time. We need to be intentional with every Bible lesson that we teach and we don't want to waste that. So why right. would we not want to have the best training possible, the best understanding possible, the best way of communicating possible um, so that we can reach the children in our community for Jesus. Right. And and so that's why I kind of have brought in Bible creative. I bring in professors from universities. I bring in children's ministry leaders and I bring in parenting leaders um, that, that are just outstanding who've helped me over the years, you know, helped me with my kids. And so um, I, I just, I think, the more we can help train leaders to understand that there's, there's more to teaching the Bible than just entering a room and telling a Bible story. There's so much mm-hmm. more to it than that. Um, but it is possible to do it well. And, and that's, the, that's, that's the message I'm trying to get across to a lot of yeah. people. And it's slow going, but, I, but the people sure. who, who recognize it, like get it and love it and see that it works. And, and it's been so fun to watch how God has expanded things is now, you know, through my books and through my online ministry, you know, it's reaching just individual churches has been amazing, but then like missionaries and people from other countries. And it just, it just becomes global when, when people start realizing, oh, you know what Jesus taught with object lessons. Maybe we should consider teaching the way Jesus taught (laughs) Mm. and he taught in a very storytelling, very visual way.
1: Can, can you give me some examples of, of how you teach visually?
2: Sure. Yeah, well I I'm ob- I love object lessons. So yeah. I usually try to have some type of a an object that hooks in with my uh my Bible lesson. Um and you know what is it can be different things. Like uh it can be a physical object or like mm-hmm. this Sunday I'm actually going to use pictures and I have picture stories mm-hmm. that I'm going to do. Um sometimes it's um if I need to review something, because that's you know kids need repetition, mm-hmm. uh, video is great for that to, to just review stories. That's or to introduce a brand new concept. Either way, mm-hmm. um, and so just having something, especially at the beginning of a Bible lesson, to peak kids are they're innately curious. Like it's it's just their nature to be so curious. So when you're holding like a whisk. Or you're holding something strange, or you're doing a science experiment. It just gets them hooked into what they're what they're about to hear. It's, it's they're gonna pay attention to what you say, mm-hmm. and so it, using those visual things. I mean, Jesus did it when he was teaching. He was like, "Look at the birds of the air. Look at the, the you know the the lilies of, in the field." You know, he he was like using what was around him to help communicate bible truth to those he was teaching and we can do the same thing
1: it, you know it's funny how two thousand years ago jesus was on the kind of front lines of a, a lot of the ways that we're understanding that people learn and and, and process information yeah well um,
2: god created us right right he created yeah. us he knows how we learn i mean even throughout the whole old testament the entire tabernacle is an object lesson of Jesus dying on the cross. So it's like, you know, it just makes sense to me that if we're going to be master teachers, which we want to do things well, then we should look to the master teacher who is Jesus and figure out how he did it. And then let's teach that way ourselves.
1: Yeah. Wow. Powerful, powerful thoughts. Um, How is there a formula that you have for deciding how you're going to teach something or or, or a, a specific way that you put object lessons together or visuals together?
2: <laughs> Lots of prayer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's really different. It's you know, like, I've had people ask me that and I'm like, I don't know. Like sometimes I come across a really cool science experiment and I'm like, that would be really cool to use to teach one day. And I file it away in my brain, you know, and, or sometimes I'll be like, I'm reading the scripture. Like like this week, I'm doing um, Moses and the Golden Calf. So I have been wrestling with that scripture because it just seems obvious that you would have some type of a calf or a cow or something to show the kids or whatever. But I'm like, oh, but that's just what everybody would want. How can I do something that's different that would pique the curiosity of... So I'm still working on that. I'm still, <laughs> still trying to figure that one out. Yeah. But, um, you know, it's, it's, it's interesting because sometimes I'll come up with the object first and then the scripture comes, or then I try to start with a scripture first. Um, like when I was reading through and teaching through Jonah, just a whisk kept coming to mind. And so I would hold up a whisk and I'm like, what do we use a whisk for? Well, we mix up our eggs and we mix up our batter and we mix it. Well, Jonah was really mixed up. And because of him being mixed up and rebellious in heart, this is his story, you know, and then you can go into, and that's a very visual story, you know, that you could do. You could, you know, I've seen people who take the table and turn it into the whale so that the kids can actually get in the, you know, like there's just so many different visual things that you can do to bring a story to life.
1: Is there, is there like a favorite object lesson that you've done over the years? Like when you, if you were to think about the one, do you have one of those?
2: Um, oh, some of them have just some great stories that go along with them. Um, let's see, but my favorite. Oh, Or, or a couple. Okay. <clears throat> I think, you know, sometimes I always, well, I tell Bible uh, teachers to always practice their Object lessons, especially if it's an experiment or something first. So I had this vision. <clears throat> the story was um, Solomon building the temple and the Shekinah glory comes down into the temple. So I had this vision. I was like, oh, I'm going to have this smoke machine and we're going to have the Shekinah glory. Like come down into our children's ministry room and we're going to accept. I'm like, yes, this is going to be glorious. Well, I went to practice it and I the all of the smoke alarms went off and then the fire department came out to the church <laughs> and it was like ah
1: <laughs> But that was in practice
2: That was my practice though it was okay. Sunday morning but my kids still laugh at me because you know because the, the fire guy had to come in and he had, I think it was the fire chief too so because he had the special car you know and he came out he turned <laughs> off everything <laughs> and as he was leaving I was telling him Thank you, and I'm like so embarrassed. And he's like, my and my kids laugh because because I was telling him goodbye, and he said, "Well, I'll see you later." <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, "Oh no!" <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we decided to use dry ice instead, so yeah, okay. it wasn't. Like, <laughs> we had a little Shekinah glory. It wasn't as glorious yeah. as I wanted, but right. that one that one's a lot of fun. But you know, and then you can do simple things like I have. um, one of the most popular uh, object lessons on my on future flying saucers is my chocolate sauce lesson and all you do is just pour a little bit of chocolate sauce in your hand and you talk about what it looks like how sticky it is and you just start talking about how sin is sticky and and it makes a mess and it's hard to get off and that's why you have to have Jesus to come in and cleanse your soul, right? And so that's why we need Jesus. And so, you know, it can be big and glorious, right? Or you can yeah. have just something small, um, and it can just make a big impact. Because when those kids had that little couple drops of chocolate sauce on their hand, and they start rubbing it, and then they try to get it off, and it doesn't. All it does is spread. It really shows this idea of. Not only is sin in us, but it spreads when we make our choices. And uh, sometimes we choose to do things that hurt others or by not doing things, we can hurt others. And so just it can be a profound lesson uh, and a truth that that kids can just and they can literally see it on their hands. You know.
1: So for for somebody who's brand new to the kids ministry world, um, what what kind of what kind of do's and don'ts would you give them for using visuals and storytelling and, and teaching, using object lessons, all, all all of that?
2: I think my biggest thing would be don't try to wing it.
1: Mm-hmm. You've
2: got to plan, you've got to give it time, you've got to read the scripture yourself and marinate in it a little bit. And because you cannot teach things that you yourself have not been taught. And so you've got to be in the scripture learning your own lessons so that you can then teach those lessons to the kids. And that takes time. Um, You know, I'm teaching on Sunday, but I started planning and thinking and praying on Monday, you know, about it. and, And it just... I think that's the biggest thing. And, and I understand people are busy and I understand that, you know, it's a lot easier to go in on a Sunday morning and just pick up the book and read it. You know, it's, 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 that's easy, but God doesn't call us to do the easy things. He calls us to do things that are hard, that we must depend upon him in order to, to do them and be successful at them. And so um, I think that's my biggest thing. And I, and I think my other tip would be practice, 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 practice storytelling, Um, because if you just get up there and just do a monologue and it's boring to listen to, you're going to lose your kids and you're going to have discipline problems. And there's a lot of people who complain about discipline problems. And it's a lot of it's because of the teaching style. You've got to be, um, someone who gains the attention of the kids in your class. And if you don't, then you're going to have discipline issues.
1: Um, so, so we'll kind of land with this. Give me some final thoughts on the importance of using visuals, using media, using everything you have to to teach and tell the story of the gospel to kids?
2: You know, it's important to remember that Jesus never really did the same thing twice. And so play a game, bring in the video, do scripture memory, bring in the hand motions, you know, bring in a, a missionary visitor who comes in and talks. You know, do your object lessons, do your really cool countdowns to hype up the room, do your worship music, do with the band, you know, do, do all the things, do all the things. And there is a way to do it well, but you've got to plan it out. You have to think through it. What's the purpose behind it? And, and then pray over everything. And, and you will find that, you know, even if you're in a small church and all you have is five or six kids, they still deserve to have something prepared and planned. You know, those of us who are in churches, right? If our pastor came in on Sunday morning just to wing it, like that wouldn't go over well. You know, we know we want a pastor who has read the scripture, who has studied it, who knows the Greek and the Hebrew or whatever and can pull out the Bible truth. What is God telling him to then tell us? Like, we want that. Well, why would we not want to do that with our kids? Because as soon as they choose to follow Jesus, they're a part of that church body as well. They're just shorter and they're younger. And so they deserve that respect, just like big church, you know, if Mm -hmm. I use that term. So, use all of that we've got so many tools the lord has blessed us with so many resources i mean you with your awesome amazing visual stuff pull it in you know then you've got the object lessons pull it in we've got you know different things with um i don't know Yancy with her worship music and then the scripture stuff that jumpstart three does and just you know seed family we're like pull it in use it all and and just see what god does with all these different ways, and the repetition you're doing with the kids, and the relationships you're building. And if they know that you care, that you're spending the time on them, then they're going to understand that the God of the universe will care for them and take time out for them too, because we are the one representing God to them, and they need to see that in us. They need to see the love of Jesus every time we're with them and how creative he is, is how we should be teaching. So use all the things and use them well.
1: Wow. That's awesome. Um, Marie, thank you so much for, for, for being here with us, for, for talking with us. If, if people want to reach out to you, where can they find you? Tell us about your website, your books, all of it.
2: Yeah. Okay. So, uh, That's the easiest way to find me. You can go there. I have a lot of object lessons on there for free. Um, I truly believe in chronological Bible study and in a cyclical manner. And so all that stuff is there. Um, And then if you're a person who likes to hold things in your hands, like a book, uh, my shop is there. I have other things um, in my shop, too. There are a lot of fun, like Advents coming up. I have this really cool Advent family activity. Um, That's a lot of fun. And, uh, and then Bible Creative Conference is coming up in February. Uh, it's an opportunity for anybody, Christian school teacher, parent, a volunteer, church leader. If you want to um, increase your Bible knowledge and your Bible skills to be a better storyteller and a better Bible teacher, then... Come and just sit at the feet of these. I am so excited about this, the speakers that are coming this year. And, and God always does an amazing thing through that conference. It's just fun to be a part of. So, um, yeah, that's, and, and you can get my books on Amazon or you can get them at Future Flying Saucers or even Barnes and Noble and Walmart.com, I think, have it too.
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> Thank you for joining us on the Kids' Church Visual Show with Sheik Mozart. I'm Sheik Mozart and I want you to know that your Kids' Church Visuals matter. When I was a kids and youth pastor, it felt like my ministry was the world's most unsolvable Rubik's Cube. Every time I tried to fix one thing, I messed up a bunch of other things. You try to make things better for one person and someone else gets upset. Or you spend time perfecting one thing and there are a bunch of other things that get forgotten about. And there were times when no matter how hard I twisted and I turned, it only seemed to make things worse. But that's because I was trying to do things by myself and in my own power. I had to learn to rely on God and the people that He had placed around me. For ministry leaders and teams that are struggling with their visuals, you've got this. God has placed you where you are with a purpose, with a plan. I believe that as you continue to serve and minister faithfully, God is going to send you the people that you need to do what he's called you to do. This has been a podcast presentation of Church Visuals. Executive produced by Carl Barnhill. Hosted and edited by Sheikh Mozart. Title and show graphics by Jason Merrick. For more training to help you visually communicate the gospel in your children's ministry, visit churchvisuals.com.